Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone. Ben here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Foo Lord, Justin Riley, Chris Taylor, Felix Murley Anderson, Chris Mahoney. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash Rusty Quill and take a look at our rewards. Two 
of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alec Yule, and with me today I have... James Ross, Bruce Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, Ben Meredith, and who are you playing? Sir Bertram McGuffingham, Hamilton Lahuna Tahan, Sasha Rackett, Sof Smith, and you're all flying. You're in a wonderful flying machine. A whole new world. <laughs> I just want to sleep. <laughs> you don't want sleep, you want spells. Let's yeah. be honest. Different words for the same thing. <laughs> I really feel like my experience of flying was completely undermined last time. Oh, it was. I, I it was. just uh, this was going to be such a wonderful, wonderful, freeing identity crafting character moment, and then well, it turns out Bertie your identity. Ruined, Bert, Bertie joined in. He's <laughs> <laughs> just naturally good at stuff. That's, oh. uh, that's how aristocracy so, works. Let's, <laughs> let's do our quick recap. Our quick recap being: you all managed to escape Paris Yay! despite the best efforts of Lagormand's people. You also met up, obviously, with Oscar Wilde. You made it to the Aeroport. However, at the Aeroport, you sadly ended up running into a captain who's quite cool, but... This ship of gnomes. And they tried to flee from us. And I was like, no, I want to pay you money! <laughs> and then they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, upon the airship of gnomes... Um, you met the captain. However, you also kind of had to leave Oscar Wilde behind. Yeah, they did not get on. She... Which is pretty much, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what it makes sense. Yeah, that, that, uh, that helps a lot for him. We also found out that they are separatists. Yes, mm. so, as far and as... Therefore, you... we have to keep quiet our connections to the meritocrats. Yeah. They'll probably chuck us off the ship, which will be unfucked, because I doubt they're going to give us a parachute. <laughs> mm. So, ship took off. Obviously, there was a brief piloting lesson for both Sasha and Bertie. <laughs> and you fine, ended up fine. in yeah, the fine. captain's cabin, <laughs> Hammond being denied yet more sleep. <laughs> But replacing so it with food. Tired. Food is good. And yeah. then we had a bit of an info drop regarding Zolf's backstory. Yeah, Ooh. I think that happened while I was still asleep. I don't remember being there. No, no, we were at the we were at the oh. dinner table. Nice try. You didn't get any useful sleep. You're fine. Yeah, so and I got that kind of hour and a half, which just makes you feel worse. Yep. So what did you learn? Well, it turns out that my daddy Harold knew. Rake fine, mm. and they were both part of an organization of separatists. Yeah, the meritocrats were bad news, known as the Harlequins. That's or the jesters, depending on to which region. the gnome captain also belongs. Picking up the conversation where we left off, a crew member bursts into the door and runs over to the captain, whispers something in the captain's ear, then runs out. Perception to hear what he whispered, go for it. Same, same. That's quite a good role, actually. I'm just thinking about my date. <laughs> 27. 12. At 12. The 27, you pick it up. It's just... I don't speak gnomish. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot they might be speaking gnomish. No, no, let's have this, let's have this. You really strain and really perfectly manage to angle yourself to hear... <laughs> You're absolutely certain it was... They might be speaking French, I don't know. That could have happened. Speak French. I mean, to be fair, my sign language and lip reading does not specify whether it is, you know, gnomish is, sign language. It's of any language you otherwise know. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a shame because so, Percy speaks gnomish. He doesn't know he speaks gnomish. <laughs> he speaks perfect gnomish. <laughs> so... So the captain stands, and I think we should probably head outside if you'll come join me for a second. She steps over, hops over the detritus that's covering the floor. So we did finish the food. You, you did not finish the food. Oh. She opens the door, steps outside, Hammond and doesn't grabs wait the for largest item of food he can carry from off his plate. An important uh, distinction. And, and slowly 
follows. It's a ham hock intended for human-sized creatures, not yourself. Thirty complaints. Off my own it. plate. Uh, makes a drumstick. Yeah. I also nick a drumstick. <laughs> get back in. I'm gonna have to order the cheese board. It's this, this, this kind of detail. It's this keep people tuning <laughs> yeah. in. You know what we really, want, really, week, we really month, want to be month. really pulpy. So can we skip all of the minor details? Sure. But this, but is, this is the drumstick that yeah. I uh, <laughs> specifically picked. This is really more Game of Thrones. Uh, everyone everyone right? remember to yeah. add the item of food you just took to your inventory. Yeah. Uh, have you uh, factored it against your carrying capacity? Yeah. <laughs> I've added in wish for the cheese board. <laughs> The item that is carrying. I'm pretty sure we described many episodes ago now that the lobster banquet with cheesecake afters oh, in yeah. loving and exquisite detail. Oh, yeah, yeah. I we mean, should... maybe it got cut, but I enjoyed no, it. No, no, we did. And then the, the rack of different seafood restaurants when we yes, were yes, in yeah. Dover. And we should go to <laughs> Soggy <full> Admiral, <laughs> Soggy Captain, right now. Soggy Lieutenant. Soggy Cabin Boy. Soggy Cabin Boy, which was just a cabin boy standing in the rain with like prawns. a bunch of weird sausages and prawns in his jacket. He's just holding a prawn in his grimy palm. You have to eat it. He tries to keep his palm flat, but he doesn't know what he's doing. He's got scurvy. Heading outside. <laughs> Heading outside. Yeah. Hamid is moving at like half speed and has been ever since you guys woke him up. Yeah, I vaguely wander out. Like, yeah. Okay, so on the deck of the ship, mm-hmm. your incline, as I was saying last episode, obviously is starting to get less steep. You're, you're now heading out up to and above the cloud cover. And the crew are going around there jobs and the captain as previously is clipped onto the guideline and I'm presuming that you all clip onto your safety lines yep. and all that as well. She climbs up to where the original steering column was and is looking out to the starboard side of the ship. All of you give me perception checks. Seven. Fourteen. Uh, Twenty and up, not natural. Twenty-three. Okay. Sasha and Zolf, looking over to that direction, you can discern something in the distance. The rest of you can't at this stage. Hammond is scared of being blown away. Sure. Because he's very light. <laughs> Weigh himself down with the ham hock. I mean, really, Sasha should be, since that did actually happen while we were on the <laughs> So, Zolf and Sasha, you see there's something moving at an extreme distance around the clouds. The clouds are beginning to become Is it the dragon? Is it the dragon? Sky whale! Is it the dragon destroying Paris? It is, it is something big but very very distant the captain Dar she blows the captain looking just a very very grim set to her face the rest of the crew stop working and start heading over to the starboard side there's a slight lean to the ship now both Hamid and Bertie you can now start to make out whatever it was that was moving in the distance it's big and it's directly over more or less the middle of Paris the Sasha sits quite a lot of times is that uh well i um but then realize she's not supposed to know that much about meritocrats or the plans that the meritocrats might have to raise the center to raise the center of paris to stop fire. the uh cascade of surety uh, what was that then <laughs> no one responds to you in fact no one pays you any attention uh, as rude. starting <laughs> distant but getting deceptively loud a huge echoing roar very, very distant, growing louder and louder. In fact, you're realizing that what it must be is an incredibly loud sound that you are effectively like hearing almost a doppel effect as it's coming towards you. Finally, the the roar hits. It is a huge roar. A 
huge echoey in the distance. But it's extremely distant. You know that if you were where that noise has come from, you would probably be getting hurt just by the volume of that roar. Taking some form of sonic damage. <laughs> then it brings a small wistful smile to Hamid's face. He doesn't know why. <laughs> Then a pair of wings break from the cloud cover. They are massive. They are easily the biggest living thing that any of you have seen. In fact, it's arguably possibly the biggest thing that most of you have seen, full stop. The wingspan is huge and the head arcs over the top. It is entirely of gold and it just begins to catch glints in the shine of the rising sun and it is dazzling. But when I say gold, it is a pure, untarnished gold that is shining. And as the sun begins to rise, the light just spreads wider and wider. Yeah. You get an appraise overload, you are now stunned. Um, <laughs> that, that sounds realistic, yeah, in character, yep, yep. It yep. beats its wings once, and its entire mass makes its way above the cloud cover. For a split second, you see it in a huge action pose, arced out with the rising sun just catching its wings. And it folds them to its size and arrows itself. Yes, it does! To drop like a stone straight back through the clouds. You, the, the beginnings of some bright pyrotechnics are basically happening beneath the cloud cover. You can't see what it is, but this thing jets down and then there is a moment of stillness and quiet. You then don't hear anything, but you see there is that much commotion. The cloud cover itself disturbs and rocks away from it. You then see there is a definite wave of disturbance moving through the clouds towards you. That has become Dragon Destroyer of Worlds. <laughs> the captain... I hope everyone got out. <laughs> the captain, as an aside, just goes, Brace! And with a really grim set, you see every single person hold on. Uh, likewise. Yep, likewise, join in that. I hold on to the ham with my teeth <laughs> and use both hands to grip the ship. Everyone give me a reflex save. <laughs> yep. A critical fail. That's a natural one from Zolf. 14. Yep. Uh, 22. Yep. 12. So, everyone apart from Zolf. Hello. As it's approaching, you grab something, you brace, the ship rocks, you manage to hold on. Zolf. Yes. You run over, grab the railing, realise that this is probably the place it's going to get hit most. So you run over, try and grab some kind of mast, but the mast is probably quite high, like the centre of gravity won't be right. And as you agonise over what is going to make you least likely to get blown overboard, get blown overboard. I'm also going to say that I have a bout of seasickness. Oh, it's only, only going to make it worse. Yeah. The shock! Oh, <laughs> a beautiful break! We've already done this! Breaks the cloud cover in a shining arc! And as the dawn light breaks across it, <laughs> purest gold! So, you get thrown overboard. You are connected by the guideline. What actually happens is that you are thrown over the side and then get caught on the line and immediately slam into the side. You find yourself face to face with someone looking out of a porthole, looking extremely shocked. Get me out! <laughs> the rest of the crew, hearing that, run over and haul you up using the guideline and bring you back on. They're unconcerned, they don't check you're okay, they just go... I flop to the deck, <laughs> hyperventilating. With the vomit on your lapel. Amid breaks, I don't own lapels! Amid breaks you off a piece of ham and offers it to you. Uh, I vomit a bit more. The noise. Ham shrugs and eats it himself. <laughs> the ham, ah, disgusting! Not the, vomit. 
the noise, whatever it was, was clearly some kind of big explosion, and there was a wave of warm-ish air that came with it. What that is, though, is considering the distance that you've already travelled from Paris, oh, that was quite big. Something-something nuclear weapons. <laughs> then the ship continues to rise, and eventually Will the crew... Again. I'm not writing down. Don't down. know when, <laughs> don't know when, but I... <laughs> Just one phrase was fine. Right. It was beautiful. I was about to say, we harmonised very well. So, the rest of the crew, again, similarly grim-looking, begin going about their work. The captain, without another word, stomps down back into her cabin and uh, slams the door. Um, that's where all the food was, wasn't it? I'm going to get some sleep. Me too. And I'm going to crawl off. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally crawl, crawl off. I'm going to take the remains of the ham hock and go back to the bed I was in before. I think that is wise. Sasha, Bertie? The person's still hungry, so he's going to try and get back into the meat and The captain's cabin. The captain's cabin. Okay. Sasha? Sasha, she's, in a, she's got her drumstick. Right now, her sleep would be nice. I think that's wise. So the rest of you head below decks, and it's very easy to find yourselves a couple of cabins with hammocks and so on that are empty. And the Gnomish crew are more than accommodating. They let you in and just one of them actually shifts out of his bunk so that you guys can sleep there and it's all fine. You do notice there were a couple of humans wandering around. They appear to be passengers, but they're just getting up. So they're sort of padding around wearing some kind of dressing gown and so on. They're not really um, aware of what's been going on. Bertie, mm -hmm. how do you attempt to enter? Do you knock or do you just enter? The door's closed, and he is the captain's cabin, and Bertie respects ranks, and he will knock. Okay. There's a delay. The captain then opens the door and looks at you. She looks weary, and she opens the door and goes, hmm, yeah? Good morning, uh, Captain. Now, morning. I wondered when the and where the completion of breakfast might take place. Oh, you can probably find something below decks. My appetite's kind of gone. What is it you want? Breakfast. She goes, she closes the door, goes, comes back, a hunk of cheese in one hand and a baguette in the other, plants them both in your hands and goes, Breakfast. Excellent, thank you. Closes the door. No further investigation of that required. Excellent. <laughs> Down below decks. Blum, 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 blum. <laughs> yeah. Bertie does, takes the baguette and does, here comes the aeroplane to his own face with the bread. Okay. Airship. <laughs> Tilting. Give me a perception Tilting. check. 12. As you're heading below decks, you briefly have to push past someone who's padding down the corridor wearing a dressing gown, and you recognise them, and they recognise you. It's Harrison Campbell, the author that you met on the um, well, you were gonna underground into the lightning and then decided not to. He didn't know that. Yeah, but you knew that. <laughs> he looks he at you. He did realise what a terrible person you were. He yeah. looks at you. His face opens. He looks extremely shocked. Doesn't say anything and goes. <laughs> ah, Mr. And then hurries, keeps hurrying, yes, hand on the door he's going to, stops. Hello, Sir Bertrand, wasn't it? Yes, still is, Mr. Campbell. Mm, what a pleasure it is for you to see me again. <laughs> what a surprise, <laughs> what a surprise. You know, people do fetch up in the funniest of places. So we're, we're already in the air. We are, we? yes, all majestic, like this baguette. Right, yes. <laughs> he 
hugs me. He's just looking at you. <laughs> and he's clearly afraid. Not afraid that you're going to flip out, just afraid that there's a good chance everyone's going to die because you are on this ship, and you know this. And he, he's just kind of smiling and nodding, the way that you would with someone who's holding a big gun. So he now has phobia, Sir Bertrand. Correct. Yeah. It's it's a it's a growing condition with an increasing prevalence in modern society. Uh, I, can I do sort of a sense motive to see whether Bertie picks up on that? Um, you can do a sense motive on okay. uh, Harrison. Yes. Uh, four. Bertie has no idea that he's <laughs> eliciting this reaction. Very affected by yeah. your presence, doesn't he? Because it's like that's all. He, that's all. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. all. Possibly some, maybe a crush. You know. <laughs> I've had so many adventures since we last met, Mr. Campbell. Let me tell you about them. And Bertie opens the door of Mr. Campbell's cabin, walks straight in, because he's got an attentive audience, and will do for the next six to seven hours. <laughs> we will skip ahead. Fade to black. It was early. <laughs> you all wake up. Fully rested? Let's, let's build to that. Oh. You all have... All of your limbs. Bonus. Woo! Well, well close enough. Yeah. yeah. All the limbs we stuffed. Yeah. With. I've you got two loners. Slept without dreaming. Okay. You slept well. You are well rested. Oh. However, you're well rested for the first time in days. That means that my hit points are refilled, right? Yep. Oh yeah. Your hit points have been returning nicely. There is, however, a little bit of awkwardness. Sasha, yeah. when you wake up, Aww. you have a look at the bunk you've been sleeping in, and you see that there's lots of um, blood stains in the hammock ah. bunk that you've been sleeping on from your back. Ah. Give me a perception check. 26. Also, you seem to have a scar. When you're getting dressed and you're giving your wash, all of them have a basic toilet and a basic sink in the rooms. Wow. Yeah, it's a good trip. But um, you notice that you have a scar, and it's a scar that it's not something where you're like, oh, that's thing. It's big. In yeah. fact, it's broadly speaking, it runs from each shoulder down towards sort of the middle of your chest oh, right, and the then middle of the chest yeah. on the front yeah. down towards around I look the like I've had an autopsy yes you do you don't um, look like it's... you have had an autopsy yeah but <laughs> she wasn't aware of that well there you was there, yeah. you know that there was no scarring there before you checked yeah the scarring is now there and it was not there before Ooh. it doesn't look livid or anything like that so it's I've not... got scurvy is the thing right because like the actual you know way yeah. that scurvy works is that because it breaks down the collagen uh -huh. that you have in your body, all of your old scars, including the ones that are invisible or the ones that might be internal, mm. begin to show up, begin to open up again. Which is why you end up losing your teeth, but it's much grosser than that because you end up all your old surgery scars, yeah, all yeah, your old yeah. things. So let's put it this she way: she eats a lemon. It's <laughs> <laughs> problem solved. It's all gone away now. Well, no. See, Sasha will be very aware of oh, things scurvy, like, I think. of scurvy and of rickets because, of course, she grew up underground. Yeah, mm. and to we know of scurvy because I can do magic with scurvy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> to your eye. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it might be scurvy. You know, expert, but yeah. yeah, this looks a lot like scurvy. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, cutting away if you're finished talking about uh, Yeah, go for it. Cool. So, I mean, Bertie's been talking to Harrison Campbell for hours and hours and hours. So, what has actually been happening? But he's an extrovert, so he gained energy <laughs> from the fact that he was sharing stuff about himself. Yeah. So, as you all begin to potter around, Bertie managed to have a good 
a good, let's say, five hours of one-sided conversation with uh, poor Mr. Campbell. Recounting his adventure in Hannibal's tomb and later then, chronicling. And then managed to basically go for what he thought was an afternoon nap. You have all woken up having slept through an entire day. So you've actually been now in the air at least a day. Yeah. You're waking up the morning after you went to sleep in the morning. And Bertie also has these autopsy scars. No. Okay. Only Sasha. No, no, you weren't oh. autopsied. Oh, sorry, this is weird. I got, Just I got Sasha. autopsy from the time I was. Because they didn't sleep in a different <laughs> section. <laughs> I want to be part of this. Just check it. Although, tell you what, as a story, you own this lovely, lovely shit. Yeah. You all wake up having been autopsy. You're yeah. going to learn my real Whoa. name, Amelia Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's what I that's what I thought you were going for. Yes. So, so. Uh, those that aren't aware, we do have a sister horror podcast. Yeah. So you all are basically panning up onto the ship proper. You notice Sasha isn't. She's very carefully dressing her wounds. Okay, true. But as you're all sort of getting together, you become aware that the layout of the ship is broadly speaking there is the top deck, which is for the sailing. There is the middle deck, which you are all currently on, which is the first deck below the actual top deck, which is basically passengers. It is not particularly luxurious, but it's fairly impressive given, like, Hamid, you've been on airships before. There are an impressive amount of facilities, given it's how small it is. Yeah. And there is about three other rooms, not including the two rooms that you were split so across. So we all shared a room. Zolf and Hamid were in their own room together. Sasha, you had a room to yourself. And uh, Bertie, you actually ended up having a room to yourself because there's not that many passengers. So, there is also on this deck a lounge. And in that lounge, basically, you can be provided some food. The very bottom deck is entirely based in engineering and crew, crew quarters. You're encouraged not to go down there. No one particularly cares. But Bertie, you'd have a hard time fitting. Oh, it's built in gnome height. So we will skip to, you are now all in the lounge, you have done your morning ablutions, you are looking out at the sky and appear to be flying over vaguely mountainous terrain. It is a lovely clear day and we will take a break there and be back in a couple of minutes. Hey, hey, uh, you, yeah, no, you with a face, yeah. I, I know I shouldn't be here, but got in like a wet ferret slipping through the hands of a moisturiser salesman. You know me. I just needed to let you know about this deal, right? Uh, you head over to rustyquill.com and follow the links to the store or go on redbubble.com and search for us. I've been appraising this stuff and it is good. There's all sorts of stuff in there. You want Brutor's face on a mug? You got it. You want Hamid's face on the wall? It's there. You want Bertie's face? Why? Yeah, well, I, I, I gotta go now, but... You just remember, right? Head over to rustyquill.com, follow the links. Tell them I sent you. Just, um, I just wondered, though, uh, are you going to eat all that eel quiche? Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss and welcome back there was our first ever ad break where no one was in peril how was it did you like it was it restful I took lots of pictures of the scenery uh, <laughs> I'm sitting, to remember this moment. I'm sitting as close to the middle of the room as possible and not looking at any windows at all. Give me a fort save. Yeah, okay. Uh, that is 18. You are better than you were. Good, I'm getting you used to it. You are not happy, but you are not nauseous. Screw you, inner ears! <laughs> uh, yeah. Sasha has spent the time feeling distinctly uncomfortable and gradually sort of moving over to Zolf to kind of, you know... I'm, so, uh, look, just had a thought. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I might have scurvy. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, have you tried eating a lemon? <laughs> well, the thing is, I eat as many lemons as everyone else, right? All right. Uh, but, but I keep, and sort of she sort of takes off her leather jacket. Wait, tell you what. Should we just go back to a cabin and I'll actually do a proper medical examination? But, but, oh, but like, you already did that, right? And then, and then yeah, but... it's all... I've, I've actually had a night's sleep um, and can do so not from a wheelchair. So, should we have like a proper one? No. Just get it sorted. It's the awkwardest. I guess, alright. Yep. Uh, it's fine. I mean, if you it don't just, want to, it's fine. It, it, it hurts. 
And uh, also, I look like I've been taken apart and put back together again. Yeah. Also, I've I've healed you properly. It shouldn't. Yeah. Let's let's go have a look and see what so I can do. So we let's assume that you had two sashes room. You know, yeah. the yeah. empty one that's just her room. Where he sees that the hammock is soaked in blood. Yes. Not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> Giving an examination. Give me a heal check. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen total. So. Yeah. So I get any bonuses? Actually no, no. I take ten. Uh, yeah, you can. You yeah. can. You can take twenty if you want. Yeah, I'll take twenty. I don't I know. Take... I might get too awkward after ten. <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna, I'm gonna. I like the idea of failing a medical exam, though. Uh, no, no idea. I've actually, spent a, I've actually been looking at a sink all this time. Uh, <laughs> awkward. Oh, you've got this weird faucet. I don't know where yeah. that's come from. So. Yeah, we'll give. I'll allow you to take twenty on this specific check. Yeah. Gosh, it would be nice if the NHS allowed. <laughs> good news, bad news. The good news is whatever's wrong with her appears comparatively superficial. You run through, you know, do you have any symptoms? Do you have any headaches? Do you have any pain? And as much as you said it hurts, in truth, not not really. Like it's not that you feel like you've been injured or anything like that. You, you're actually the perkiest you've been since, in as long as you can remember. You've actually rested. You've actually had a night's sleep. So you're in a weird situation, Zolf, where her self-diagnosis of I think I might have scurvy. Mm, yeah, actually, you know what? That's not that's not necessarily a bad call. It has a lot of the hallmarks of scurvy, but she's missing a lot of the symptoms of scurvy because a lot of new scars have shown up in her. Scars that she she has forgotten she's ever had. But you feel fine. Like you genuinely feel perky. Perky. Woo! And you're still you're still zipping around like you you've not lost any balance or anything like that. You feel like I said. So it's a bit of a weird one where she has, let's say, a very obvious symptom of scurvy and that is it. And also is this the first time if let's say if she shrugged off her muscle at leather armor mm-hmm. and let him see her back, you can see the fact that it is just a perfect imprint of a falcon. Yes. <laughs> like it is the clearest it's, like... it's ever been. <laughs> so it's like... Quick question, when did you you got that when uh, I got squashed by Bertie. Yeah, yeah. Mm. got. I see the interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Might want to just a suggestion aesthetically. Uh, might want to get a tattoo to ch- break up the outline of that because if you ever see it, he's going to be absolutely insufferable. Uh, I don't really intend him ever to see my back. I'm quite careful about really always facing Bertie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't really trust him enough. It's fair enough. Well, you know, each their own. Yes, I am going to. Can I actually make a knowledge arcana knowledge religion supplemented by my heal skill? Because if it's not a health thing and it's something weird, it might be either magic or gods. Because that's usually the basic. Give me knowledge arcana. Uh, So that is 19, not including a supplementary here. So that 19 will chuck in a couple of points because you've done a full medical examination, so you can eliminate a bunch of things. There's a magical effect going on here, but it's a really hard one to pin down. It is not something that you are specifically familiar with. It is likely that whatever it is, is going to be getting worse. You believe that your healing magic will keep it at bay, whatever it is, but you will need to go investigate this properly. So so in in our pulpy, high adventure, high fun, Season two, yeah. you've given Lid's character a mysterious degenerative, degenerative disease. disease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what people think is fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, a fun, pulpy one. Well, like, and it's, a high octane, buzzing adventure. Her so body's slowly going to degrade into a pulp. This is what you all asked for. Oh. I don't understand. Oh. <laughs> right. So, I've got He's a good... psychopath. 
but we respect his craft. <laughs> so, I've got good news and I've got bad news. Which uh, one do you want first? I don't really believe in good news. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, that's a catchphrase. <laughs> I love it. So, On a t-shirt. Absolutely. Done. Job done. Yeah. So, uh, should I just give you the bad news then? Well, I'm assuming the one is a cover for the other, so like, cut to no, the chase. No, not really. Alright, uh, you've got a degenerative magical disease. Yeah, that doesn't sound like any good news. Well, that was the bad news. Right. This is why it's two separate things. Yeah, but I don't think any good news could really balance that out. Well... you got a degenerative magical disease, but you're starting to go glittery. No, but <laughs> I reckon. Oh my word! Nice haircut. James <laughs> falling out. <laughs> I know people deal with bad news differently, but for goodness' sake, what I'm saying is right. Got degenerative magical disease. Don't know what it is, but we are going to Centre of Magic so we can research it. That's great. We've also got Hamid. I bring him in once you got your kit back on. What I am saying I've is got, that I've got my kit. I've got all I let you see was my back. What I meant you? your bandoliers. Uh, <laughs> um, what no? What I'm saying is, I think that my restorative powers can just keep it at bay, right? So it's not like you're gonna wither away and die straight away. As long as you're with me, you should be fine. And let's get, uh, I've got like limited working knowledge of how magic works that's not divine. So get Hamid in, we can have a look, see what's what. I thought getting blown up on the regular was bad. Well, I mean, this is just magically blown up. <laughs> but slowly, right, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you could say that all things are like being blown up. Entropy. Yeah, you've got... <laughs> <laughs> Common think... knowledge of the streets, on the streets of she, London. She had, like, two years of tr people trying to put her in school, and it not really working if out. There was ever, if there was oh, ever a system that would teach people entropy, it's other London. Yeah. Right. So should we, let's go see Amit. In Amid. character, yeah, she really loves entropy. <laughs> um, should we go see Amit then? No. Alright. Uh, just, like, let's just wait until there's an actual specialist. He, he, you know he's like, a, what? He, he's not a specialist. He doesn't even, Hamid will just get freaked out and throw up, right? <laughs> I'm doing my shot to the pool for, there is a, okay. for the listeners. At that home. is, at worst, a 50-50. <laughs> This scene has been like perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and don't tell Bertie for the love of. Well, no, why would I tell Bertie? You can't shout the problem away. Uh, anyway, no, I, look, we've... look, if you just just heal me up now. <sighs> yeah, all right. We'll, we'll talk to some expert and then love to explain the fact that I got like a die. You've got wizard scurvy. Okay, I've got wizard. <laughs> Zolf. Is it catching? <laughs> Zolf. You spend, I'm just gonna skip this ahead, you okay. spend a cure light wounds, that's all it takes. That's cool, I'm gonna spend it of one of those spells that I've definitely yep. written down that I've prepared today. Yep, you spend a mm -hmm. cure light wounds. Yep. What effect it actually has is it reduces everything down. Mm. However, the new scars that have appeared are still visible, but nothing is like bleeding, nothing is separated. You just have a very <laughs> fine scar now yeah. the autopsy scar is very fine and visible unless someone's literally coming and giving you a medical examination no one's okay. gonna see are so. there mechanical effects in terms of no. either hit points or flexibility no. and movement no there are not right see i reckon it's something to do with the the rubbish that mr Seelin put in you really really i hadn't put that together because <laughs> i thought it might have been about but mr Seelin did <laughs> cut to hamid and bertie while this has been going on this vintage is lovely, Bertie, don't you think so? What a splendid view! Isn't he charming? And Bertie and Hamid are, should we say we're promenading around the deck? I think taking a turn? 
And, oh, no, Hammond isn't going above decks if he can avoid it. Okay, <laughs> I'm in the lounge. You can probably not around the lounge. Chair. Okay, all right, fair enough. In that smoking case. jackets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There are smoking jackets on a hook by the door if you want them. I'm wearing my own. Yeah. Oh, of course. How <laughs> gauche yeah. of me. So, so, so obviously Hammond can, but does Bertie carry... Has this entire he's adventure... In his, he's in his armour the whole time. <laughs> yeah. The door briefly opens. Someone appears to peek in the door and then immediately close it and you hear footsteps padding away. Bertie does not notice. <laughs> Fifteen? You notice, but you've no idea who it is. Hammond goes back to sipping the wine. It's good wine. Yeah. Cut back to Zolf and draft. <laughs> and here is a draft! Hey. Yeah. It, it really is the only way to travel, I think. I think so. Back to Zolf and Sasha. Alright, well, I guess I'd better go back to... I don't know, just, you know, waiting to degrade and No, die. look. I could do that at the I... top of the rigging. I think that would be quite fun. Alright, see ya. Wait, no, no. Opens yeah. the door, walks out. I'm not gonna let that happen to you! And it goes up and then uh, is on Give the Give me deck. a perception check, Sasha. 20. That not natural, Adam. Sure, sure. You notice someone, comparatively well-dressed, quickly rushing away, very suspicious-looking, in their movement away from the lounge. They run down the corridor and up the far stairs, presumably to the top deck. Well, that's where Sasha's going anyway, because she wants to go up onto the deck, so... Following the person? Yeah. You don't even need to make a stealth check. They do not notice you. Oh, she's not following them to follow that. She no, just no. wants to climb up some rigging. I merely mean walking behind the person. Ah. They head upstairs and on the top deck, they have a look around, guideline themselves and on shaky feet, go right to the prow of the ship and seem to sort of sequester themselves in a little nook. Not hiding. They've just found an out of the way bit of the ship and have hidden away. They're not, they're not standing at the front doing Titanic. No, they are not. So... I am going to skip time ahead unless anyone has any big plans for today. Does anyone have any big plans for today? I'm going to ask the captain if she has any textbooks on magic or medicine. Okay. Uh, Sasha is going to try and make friends with some of the gnomes that are climbing up the interesting ship rigging and sort of get some odd jobs to do uh, while sort of being acrobatic and fun going up and down all the fun things to climb. Hamid, any particular plans? No. No is a good answer as well. Bertie is going to make friends with the wine list. <laughs> <laughs> it is not particularly extensive. So, going round the table, yeah. I will deal with Sasha first. Roll me a knowledge local. Well, that's the thing, right? I need to get to know some people to get that. Okay, so 21. 21? Yeah. You have a bit of friction at the start insofar as they don't really want to talk to you. They'd rather just continue going about their business and they speak almost exclusively in Nomish. However, it becomes rapidly apparent that you are actually useful and you're not one of those passengers that they get who's like, oh, I definitely want to help. Here, let me tie this knot. Uh, I don't know how rope works. So you, you manage, it takes the whole day, you manage to ingratiate yourself to the point where they know your name, they'll have a chat. And but she's not that interested in talking that much. It's just like, so is there, can I get you anything? I'm just like climbing. What you discover while speaking to them is that they actually were in Paris on totally legitimate business and what they were rushing out of the warehouse was their legitimate shipment and the only reason they were trying to rush out is they didn't want to get caught up in other people's things because for a trader that's really bad news. Yeah, and, and the whole dragon fire and is they kind are, of bad news. And they are carrying a shipment of cheeses. Nice. 
they have loads and loads of cheeses upon on Don't board. Tell oh, Hamid. <laughs> Hamid and Bertie, both of you give me a perception check. Drinking and carousing. Yes. Uh, nine. Twelve. Do they get boozed penalties? You <laughs> manage to get yourself pleasantly tipsy. Mm. I was worried I might roll less than Bertie not, for a second there. Not <laughs> completely drunk. I remember my bonus is plus mm. nine. Hamid, you don't get particularly drunk, but what you do no, notice... I'm very... Yeah, I don't drink a lot. I drink yeah, yeah. slowly yeah, and yeah, savour you're, you're it. enjoying it. What you do notice is, as you're sort of doing things around the ship, maybe you nip out to go to the toilet and come back and someone, someone's definitely trying to avoid you two. They're not following you, but any time that you've accidentally run into them in this comparatively small space, they've immediately turned tail. That's been your whole day. You've mostly spent it. There's a selection of decent enough novels on a bookshelf. There are also some, you know, travel accounts of the I've European tour. Watching the scenery go by out of like the lounge as well. The scenery's gorgeous. Yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. You're yes. heading across what is mostly either rural farmlands giving way to wilds, but in a sort of well-maintained way. So clearly that there are people Deer living there. Managed forests. Man, yeah, managed forests, things like that. Like it's it's a, it's probably the nicest view. It's the nicest time you've had in a week. Are there any other people around in the lounge coming in and out? There is one woman who comes in. She's extremely dowdy and doesn't want to talk. Uh, she places herself in a corner, pulls out a slim volume, begins reading, and isn't particularly interested in any kind of conversation unless you chase that down. Uh, she doesn't seem to approve of either of you. No, in that case, no, but he has no interest in this person, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Zolf. Yes. We will skip to you are in the captain's cabin. The table has been reverted back to charts, etc. And she is in a much better mood today. Back to how affable she was yeah. after Wilde got kicked off. The faint smiles back. We will skip to you basically have sat down. So, what what is it that I can do for you? Uh, it was Smith. <laughs> Zolf. Yeah. Yeah. I need to distract myself. Very air sick, I suppose. Oh, sure, um, sure. So I, I don't know if you happen to have any textbooks or volumes on magical medicine. Um, we we have a healer on board. Um, oh, right, okay. He's he's okay. I don't tell him I said that. He's he's, he's a lovely guy, but eh, you know he he can deal with bumps and scrapes. Anything big, we have to pull into port. Right. Um, she goes over to a bookcase that she has, fiddles with the, runs her fingers along the spines, goes. Mm reaches over, pulls a lever, the bookcase choo, 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 drops down into the floor, another bookcase seems to <laughs> rotate its way around. Choo, 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 choo. She goes through again. Ah, oh, there we go. She pulls out a couple of volumes, puts them down. They're oh, extremely right. out-of-date medical journals. They're accurate, but also like there's nothing particularly insightful. It's, you know, liver goes here, kidneys go here. You should probably have two. Two livers? livers. <laughs> yes, for both. Party oh, times, guys! Uh, Woo! Get you know spare what? party liver in. You were only you were only looking at the uh, sylph page. Just skip past that. Get back to humans and stuff. <laughs> Listen, All Zolf. Right. While, while, I, while I have you on your own, actually, Zolf. So you mentioned that you were going to Prague. I'm for another member of the Harlequins. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to redirect. I mean, it's it's a long hallway anyway. Thank you. I, I have to ask the rest of your group. How much do they know about? Like, I, I'm assuming that you have another mission beyond whatever they're coming along for. No. Remember the whole part where you told me my dad would remember the Horrocrans and so I was you, like, so that's news to me, no idea. All I'm getting at is, I get the impression that this Prague thing is important. Can I give you a hand is what I'm asking, um, beyond just getting you there. Uh, no. No, I it's mean, fine. She, she casts a critical eye over what you're wearing, which is basic at best. 
How would you describe what you're wearing? Some underclothes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a onesie. <laughs> so that is what long johns are. Isn't it? It's, it's like, a, it is, a, yeah. Listen, yeah. A, a onesie, a woodsman's onesie. But like from the knee down, they're soaked through because of course it's like no, they're water. not. They're not. That's part of the magical properties. They don't actually get things wet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe a slight mildewy smell, but that's about it. Ah. <laughs> My personal hygiene is very good. <laughs> yeah, this water is refreshed. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Zolf, I, I realise that you didn't you weren't aware that, you know, your your father's history and things like that, but yeah. you you are a member of the Harlequins. It's not a thing that you choose. Whether you, whether you act on it is, is none of my business, but So it's like Judaism. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know that can't go in <laughs> But the thing is, Zolf, is I mean, as a Harlequin, you, you can ask for the help. Like that's okay. Like I'm I'm looking at you and what I'm seeing is someone who needs some help. I'm going to one of the places with the highest level of magical artifacts in the world, so I'll just buy some stuff, that's fine. I mean, we can we can outfit you here, I can outfit your people as well if they're with you, it's, it's no bother, we can do this, it's not particularly difficult. I um, mean, you're not going to get, you know, Prague-level enchantments and stuff, but I can certainly hook you up. No, that's fine then. Nothing? Just slap the GM in the face, <laughs> boom! Well, if you don't have boom, anything... Slap, slap. If you don't have... Slap! <laughs> 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 This if is bad listening. If you don't have anything uh, Uppercut. <laughs> particularly special, then like, no, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. You want me to borrow a jacket? Sure. Fair enough. In that case, um, yeah, you have the run of the ship. I ask you, obviously, don't disturb the other passengers. And um, we'll be in Prague. Probably there's there's a decent enough headwind, so I'd say it's probably going to be a, a couple of days more at least. All right. Well, you've got this doctor of yours. If they're not up to snuff and they need a bit of a hand, I'll offer it as you know part of the passage payment. Oh well, it's it's kind of you to offer. I'll send anyone your way if they actually get hurt. It mostly things tend to run smoothly. Yeah. You know yeah. when it's not exploding. <laughs> yeah. All right. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. All right, bye. We'll skip ahead to the evening. You're all in the lounge together. Does anyone have anything particularly interesting to roleplay? Otherwise, I'm going to keep accelerating time. Accelerate time. It's the next morning. Do any of you have a big plan for the day? No. No. I feel like I should do something with my time. But I explore the ship further. What other facilities are available on the ship? Mostly it's everything that I already said. Um, mm. There is the captain's cabin on the top deck. There is the top deck class I said. The actual facilities for guests are actually, as impressive as they are, it's still basic stuff. Yeah. In your room there is a toilet and yeah. there is a sink which fold away. Yeah. The lounge has books, a nice big view-sized yeah. porthole, oval-shaped a chess set, a backgammon set. Yeah. Okay. Bertie's yeah. going to get, uh, try and find somebody to buff his armour because it's looking a bit beaten up. So he's going to find, like, a shoeshine boy, but like a full body shoeshine boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to get you to roll for this one. There is no one aboard who is willing to shine your armour for you, and the other guests are avoiding you. Does Bertie notice that they're avoiding him? Give me a perception, Mark. <laughs> 1615. Yes. Um, <laughs> Bertie's going to go and visit Harrison Campbell. He, he doesn't care that he's avoiding him. Where do you go to find Harrison, Harrison Campbell? Campbell's cabin? He's not there. Bertie waits. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one more perception check. Is he hiding in his 18. Don't <laughs> oh, you see Harrison Campbell uh, on the roof? <laughs> his legs and arms stretched out, quivering. <laughs> On the ceiling, hoping that Bertie doesn't look up. Ah, Mr. Campbell! <laughs> Not canon! Oh. Not canon! 
you do see. Can we let Lid GM this game? That's amazing. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like she, she's bringing all of the pulpy to this adventure right now. I'm just bringing disease. Um, so, as you are waiting inside Harrison Campbell's cabin, yeah. uh, it wasn't locked, even though there's a keyhole. You see, you hear footsteps approaching the door. Mm -hmm. Then you see a bit of movement at the keyhole, and then before you can react, you hear the distinct sounds of rushing footsteps rushing away. Okay. Evening draws in. You are heading to sleep. Harrison Campbell has not returned to be his bedroom. Bertie, getting bored, starts <laughs> searching through Harrison Campbell's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just, just I, idly at first, and then he's like, "Ooh, yeah." Manuscripts of unpublished novels. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna end the episode then. We'll find out what was there. Oh my week. god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All the Bertie fanfic. <laughs> I was thinking about my romantic novels. Oh, oh, oh. Well, we know we might want. Yeah, I'm stuck. Oh, <laughs> too excited to talk. Harrison Campbell's the novelist. He's a novelist oh, that I really like. Oh, I the fact that you that. don't know has only aided your RP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just like, I don't know what he looks like. Ah, you never seen him. There's no yeah, photos. And, yeah. You oh, have no Bertie, idea he's here. No. Bertie, I think, does know that you like. Harrison Campbell. Yes, because you have one you of his books. You found his book. Yeah, found his book. Yeah, you've been reading it. Yeah. He still hasn't put the two and two together, so he's seen we'll the book. We'll do a wisdom check next yeah. episode to see if you realise. Uh, but I'm closing it there. I hadn't put that together. I hope that you all tune in next time and we will continue this adventure that's mostly sitting around having a lovely time for us. <laughs> yeah, lovely. This has been the best episode <laughs> of ages. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill. Or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. They are, and they are carrying a shipment of cheeses. Nice. They have loads and loads of cheeses upon on Don't board. Tell <laughs> Jumping. Wait, 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 because I really need to know out of character. The thing is, I, I need to know what yeah. sort of cheeses these are. I don't like cheese, so I forget that Hammond does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I do love cheese. Yeah. I tend to keep an average of six different kinds in the fridge anyway <laughs> for a good plan. I will give you a blanket response of it's all cheeses that you require spec you. It's all cheeses that you require special licenses to ship around the world. Oh, so unpasteurized yeah. blue French stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's a time-sensitive oh, shipment. Oh, nice. I'm not sure we can even roleplay Hammond. <laughs> that, That's beyond my acting ability. It's fine, we can swap. And I can be like, hello, I'm Hammond. Yeah. Also, this is a very good care filly. Hammond. <laughs> Hammond. Tread carefully, Lydia. <laughs> When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming, and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode.